Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Lead, Learn, Grow podcast. My name is Nate Moore, and I'm the host. Nick Letart is our guest today. He's an educator serving as a French teacher at the high school level. He's taken groups of students to France in the past and will soon be headed there again with another group. But he's also a really talented vlogger. I found his work super interesting and compelling, so I wanted to learn more about how he works his craft and finds a way to tell a story. So now you know. Let's talk with Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nate. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, so I'm really glad to have you on the pod today. Um, you know, I traditionally on my pod talk to folks about educational technology and leadership, but I totally stumbled across your vlog, and I think I saw it because your superintendent retweeted. Did you guys have an interview or something? Yeah, we. I uh, I just decided. I don't know. I wanna I wanna interview somebody famous, and in in my world, our superintendent he's a rock star. So I thought, well, I better start at the top. So I interviewed yeah. him first, and I completely agree. And and I. I know that uh, you're getting ready to go to France um, pretty soon here, right? Yeah, on Friday, uh, March 29th. Parlez-vous français? Oui, un peu. Uh, comment ça va? Ça va bien. Ça va très bien. Très bien. So I've been practicing for like 15 minutes. So, <laughs> but, oh, You're ready, A+. Plus. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so when I saw your superintendent retweet your work, uh, I feel like vlogs are either done well, they're either a hit or miss, and man... You've really hit out of the park. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I try to make them something that people want to watch. Um, you never really know, though. You never really know if people like them. So. Well, w- the first thing that was compelling to me was just the quality of the content. Okay. I guess before we get too far down the road, why vlogging? You know, what jump-started you into to the vlogging world? Why not just a blog? Uh, well, for me, I am a visual person, so... Uh, for a blog, if someone says go read my blog, I, I might read a, a paragraph of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, I, for me personally, I'm never going to come back to a blog. Uh, I've, I've tried that in the past, but it just never, just never really stuck with me. Um, but probably about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I started watching a lot of vlogs on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, people's they, they had really they had really cool. Uh, exciting lives and I, I was I, I found myself being enamored and I, I always just think about you've got to tell your story right so mm-hmm. this is my story this is this is my world and I want to have a have a chronicle of it so that's kind of where it started so I, I mean you're telling me you know when I when I look at your your work I notice all the little cuts, the little fabric you weave together into a seven-minute episode that maybe folks don't know what they're really looking at. You know, I mean, it's it's such it's such good stuff. You don't, you're saying you don't have any background in production camera work because I'm totally shocked to hear that. Well, the the vlogging is not the first time I started making videos. We've been making mm-hmm. videos at the high school for probably about six years, seven years. Uh, and it just started with me and my first camera that I owned. We made some little video called Stuff Teachers Say. And it started there. And then I had a colleague of mine. Her name is Kristen Franchi, where she said, I want to make a music video 
that promotes our charity softball game. I said, okay. And so she said, let's do the, the, the song Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. And it might, it was like one take. It took us 45 minutes <laughs> and it got like all these views and we kind of got hooked on that. Then we started making them yearly. And then I've just been kind of making music videos whenever I feel like it, you know, as a hobby. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's just kind of how it got started. And it's, you know, just been kind of learning, you know, self-teaching. Well, everything's super compelling to watch. I, uh, I found I kind of fell down a black hole of your YouTube channel probably the night that I saw your super retweet your work. And I just couldn't stop myself. I oh, went from good. one to the next. And I don't know if I've had that kind of, you know, feeling of this is such an interesting thing to watch. I want to see the ins and outs of, of your day. And I, this is probably more of, a, of an insider tip or, or insider starter. But I know sometimes you start your vlog snacking. So I have to ask, do you have an orange in front of you right now? <laughs> I, you know, I have nothing. I thought about that. I thought, well, I need to have some food. Um, well, it's podcasting a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to have anything, uh, you know, kind of muddling what I'm saying. Yeah. So the first thing that I noticed is, uh, I know we've talked on the side a little bit. I called it a filter. You called it something else. When I look at like Instagram and I see an image and people either use some kind of vivid to make the, 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 the image more interesting, you know, you call it, was it an acronym or just the word is LUTs? Uh, yeah. So, uh, for, for video, it's called a LUT and it stands for a lookup table. Um, but it's really, it really is just a filter, but for whatever reason, the video, they call it a LUT and it just, it's just a manipulation of the light. Um, and there are millions of them out there on the internet that uh, are free. Um, but I have one that like, it's just like my favorite and I, I paid for it. I want to say, I think it cost me like $15 mm-hmm. and two or three. And it just seems like it almost always looks good in every scenario. So that is uh, the one I roll with for most of the time. You've got my support on that. I think it looks great. Um, and I love that you don't change. Everything's real common from vlog to vlog. I suspect that's on purpose as far as visual goes. Um. Well, I always like to try new things, but I, I do have – I don't know if I have like this written down formula of how I'm going to mm-hmm. do something. A lot of times it just works out somewhat similar, but, um, but as I far also... as the LUTs goes, that's yes. kind of where I was going. You don't necessarily change, you know, here or there. I think that, it, you know, when I look at your work, it almost feels, you know, like almost like a trade kind of a common feel that from yeah vlog to vlog, it really helps with like seamlessness. Yeah. Well, and some of the teachers have said, I look good in that LUT, so please keep <laughs> using that one. I said, okay, all right, sounds good. They go, they go. I don't know what you do, but you make us look good. It's okay, right? Well, I'll look, I mean, that's what we're, that's kind of the topic I'm on right now is content. And so let me hear about lighting. Is it truly just the overhead lights in your classroom, or is there something else you're doing? Because that's something else that I've noticed. It's ne- you're never burned out. There's never a wash. Oh. How do you get that just right? Uh, yeah, no, there's no – I don't have any lighting. I, I did just buy, like, this $20 – led light that i was going to play with but no i it's just the lighting in the room a lot of times i turn the lights off completely um, because fluorescent light is never your friend uh but i kind of just play around with it in my classroom i swear the lighting in my classroom is the worst lighting in the whole building Mm -hmm. um but natural light is always the best but sometimes you know we live in michigan the sun rarely comes out so sometimes you turn all the lights off and then you can't see anything so i tend to just play with the lighting a little bit 
Uh, and that, that's really it. Nothing, nothing too magical. How about like hair and makeup? What time do teachers have to show up for hair and makeup? Because you constantly <laughs> have great people. Is that not something that's part of the payroll? Or? No, I, no. I've just learned to <laughs> give people some notice. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't walk up to them the day of and say, mm-hmm. want to make a music video. Uh-huh. Tell them, we're going to make a music video in 10 days. And this is the date. Or I'm going to interview you. Can I interview you tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, they seem to look a little nicer uh, the next right. day than they did the day of a um, fresh pair of glasses and a haircut. Yep. They're all cleaned up. Yep. Yep. You wouldn't believe before we go to make it be all of a sudden, Oh man, that barber just uh, got some good work last night. So it's uh, pretty common. Well, the third piece of that kind of content production is, is music. You know, I, I find that a few vlogs that I've stumbled across certainly are not by educators, certainly are not by high school French teachers. So you're definitely unique in a, in a really neat way in that manner. But, music you know i i feel like the stuff that you have on your vlog is evergreen and i don't know how to express that but it's so refreshing because i hear the music in your vlog and i go man how do i who what artist is that i wouldn't mind to have have that as like a soundtrack as i walked around town you know yeah just in the back of your mind how do you select how do you narrow do you have copyright issues i'm kind of throwing a couple things here at you but they're just, it's, the music is just great. Well, I, I'm, I, I love music. I have no ability to make it, but I love listening to it. And a lot of times, what I, just whatever's going on in my life, if I hear a song, I, I shazam it. Mm-hmm. And then I save it in a folder. Uh, and then what I have learned over a few years of doing this is what I'll do now is I actually take the soundtrack and I upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. and see what happens some artists have no problem with you using their work other artists uh block it completely some songs are blocked in just certain countries um wow. we we made a video where there's a song the song is blocked in 144 countries but wow. not the united states so we went with it uh so there's there's all kinds of things like now i just do a test so we did a we did a video called a lip dub uh, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I think there were 17 or 18 songs that the kids picked out to put in there. And so I had to build the whole soundtrack or the, the build the whole soundtrack and then upload it like a week before just to make sure that everything worked, worked well and didn't get any copyright strikes. So that's one way, mm-hmm. but I've kind of shifted to now. Uh, now I, there's a website called Epidemic epidemicsound.com and I, I pay for it. It's like $15 a month and everything on there is copyright free music, but mm-hmm. there's actually kind of artists that are paid to put their music on there. Um, it's really nice because you can drill it down to your mood and the beats per minute um, and uh, like the genre. So there's lots of ways to kind of pick exactly what you want. And I've started, I've started working with those and then I don't even worry about whether the background music will work or not. So, so job one, you, you, you really just upload it to YouTube and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's if and I'm doing, that's if I'm doing a, a popular song. I see. So we'll, we'll probably make a music video for the seniors in the next month or two. They're not going to want my epidemic sound background music. You know, they're going to want some hip hop rap song. And I, and I'm always like, Hey, we'll do whatever. I just, uh, I got to make sure that, you know, YouTube likes it. So that, that would be how I would do one of their songs well what i would say the stuff that i hear 
um, maybe it's popular to their ears, but, and I'm a music guy myself. I love music. I listen to all kinds, all genres. But when I listen to the um, tracks in your vlogs, it makes me feel like I'm in, in Europe. I've traveled to Europe enough to know. It just feels fresh and new and authentic. Um, and so I'm just a big fan of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I do, I do try to quite a, put a, quite a bit of time into figuring out what, what song I want and the mood. And you're mm -hmm. trying to create a mood with, that, with the music. So you can't just mm -hmm. throw big, upbeat, fast song if I'm you know, trying to have a nice, calm conversation during the vlog. Absolutely. So a, a little more. I know we've talked on the side just a touch. Um, I thought that some of your aerial shots were stock photo or were stock video somehow. But then oh. I realized I think some of it might have been in Grand Rapids even. And I thought, who would have stock aerial photo or yeah, uh, video that fits so well to what Nick is doing? And then when we talked or messaged, you know, I find out that it's drone work and you maybe have some drone experience. So I have to hear about this. Oh, well, I was, uh, I actually was droning this morning. So I wow. went out and uh, <laughs> took some shots of the ambassador bridge. Uh, mm -hmm. and then there's a, there was an event downtown Detroit today called the Marche du Nain Rouge, which is like this, this big parade where they try to, I don't know, long story, but anyway, um, I took some shots of that today. So yeah, I, I probably, my number one thing is I love doing drone photography and video. Uh, I have a very, very small side business where some people do pay me to do some drone work. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really like that. I'm FAA certified licensed drone pilot and uh, wow. taking it to France. Cannot wait. So I, I watched the recent uh, clip and you're doing some homework yeah. You're not going to be able to maybe fly in Paris, but at Normandy, you could be. Well, you know, that's, I, I was, everything I've read, you're not supposed to fly in Paris, but I have a, I have another drone photographer that he showed me this Instagram pilot that flies all the time. But, uh, I, I am always on the side of caution when it comes mm -hmm. to a drone because people don't realize like they're, they can be very dangerous if you're not careful with them. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably not going to fly in Paris, but when we get to Normandy, which is probably my favorite place on earth, um, I am definitely going to be hopefully getting some good picks. How long does it take to get the shot you want? And have you ever had a drone go down? Uh, well, I don't know. I, well, how long does it take? Uh, usually I kind of have an idea and the mm -hmm. drone battery only lasts 20 minutes. So mm -hmm. you don't have, <laughs> you don't have a window. You, you got a very little window, and mm -hmm. every hundred feet that goes away from you, you also got to bring it back. So it, you know, you have to kind of think about that. Um, I, when I first started flying a drone a little over two years ago, I crashed it into the back of my car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it wasn't my fault; it was the wind. The wind just blew it into the back. Wow! Um, and I haven't crashed it since, but I did have it lose connection over the Detroit River a few weeks ago. Oh, no. And I lost it completely. But the way they're designed is they actually are, they will actually return home when the battery gets to a certain level. So as soon as you take off, it actually puts like a GPS pin right where you were. And then it started flying itself back and eventually reconnected. Hmm. But it may have been the scariest thing that had ever happened to me. But besides that, I, I haven't had too many events. I try to be pretty careful. Well, I know zero about drones. So when it comes time, if I ever roll my sleeves up and give this a go, I feel like I got a great resource yep. in you. 
So how much editing goes into a vlog? How many hours are we talking here? The vlog edit, you know, one thing is a lot of people think that you just sit down and you start editing and you, when you're done, you leave. I don't really work like that. I, it probably takes me five hours, but wow. I'll work on it for 20 minutes during my lunch period. I will work on it for an hour and a half during my son's soccer practice. I'll, you know, I'll be at home and my wife's not coming over 45 minutes. So I'll work on it a little bit then. Um, and it's actually kind of nice because then as you're kind of building your video, you go, mm-hmm. oh, there's this, this needs something. And then you can go back and shoot something else the next day. So um, I, I'd probably say five hours of editing, but it's, but it might take me six or seven days to actually finish just because life's so busy. So you've got some, a considerable amount of time invested, not just in the, you know, the shooting, but also in the editing that most folks don't recognize. Yeah. The editing is, the editing is harder than the, than the video, than actual taking video. Um, but I love it. Like I'm addicted to editing video. It's, mm-hmm. I could, I could do it all day, every day. Like you get this kind of like this groove that mm-hmm. man, once you're in it, I don't know. It's, it's very hard to get up and go do something else. So I can respect that. And I have a little, just a touch in my own little world of, of that work. I love the cuts that you make at times. Um, I don't know if people recognize, you know, I think the last vlog you did, you kind of pretend to ball up the orange peel <laughs> in, the, in the paper towel. And then you just kind of like pretend to throw it. There's some neat ins and outs. Transitions pretend? You what are you do. talking about? I well, what you're talking about. I mean, you really did clearly. <laughs> so just, I don't want to get too specific on equipment. This is not what I'm talking about, but yeah. we're talking one camera one software to edit a, a probably some kind of like uh, a boom, a mic or a boom or, or none of the above as far as like recording goes. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a pretty nice DSLR mirrorless camera. It's called a Lumix G9. Uh, it's actually built for photography more than video, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, and then I have a road mic that sits on top of the camera, mm-hmm. um, which I forgot when I was interviewing, in my last vlog, and to me, I hear it like it's, I can hear the echoes, and it sounds so terrible. But I don't know if anyone else even notices. But uh, yeah, so I have a road mic, and uh, what else did you want to know? The, the I made like a software. What editing do you? Oh, what, what do you edit? Uh, I use Final Cut Pro 10. Uh, basically, there's Final Cut Pro 10 and Adobe Premiere, which are pretty much pretty similar. I don't use Adobe Premiere just because you have to learn how to. I just don't feel like learning how to use it. So. Um, mm-hmm. I just know Final Cut so well, so I'm, I'm sucked into that one. So can we talk about teacher carpool karaoke for a second? <laughs> sure. So the first time I've seen this, and I've watched it a couple times. Oh, boy. Um, man, it makes me just want to be on your staff. What a great way to promo your school, your district. I've shared it with a couple of my colleagues and friends in different parts of the state. Oh, fun. And, and their constant response back in a text is, I want to be on that staff, okay? Well, I so, think we hire every year. <laughs> so how, how do you say it? Hey, gang. I, hey, teachers. Hey, math department, science department. Everybody, I've got this idea. Who's with me? Is it that simple? Uh, yes. Um, I stopped asking people their opinion because when you ask 120 people their opinion, they give it to you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get exactly what you want so what i do now is i go hey everyone we're doing this 
two weeks from now, next week or next month. And then I usually create like a Google spreadsheet where everyone can sign up. Um, and I usually add something in the spreadsheet, like a comment that is hilarious or, and it, what it kind of does is it kind of talks people into getting to sign up on the, on the spreadsheet just Mm -hmm. because there's, you know, it just seems a little bit more fun that way. Um, yeah, so it's usually all done on Google, all virtual, everyone signs up. And then if they do have some input, I do listen, of course, because I feel like I have all the right answers, but it's hard Mm -hmm. to please that many people. Um, so yeah, a lot of times we just do it over email and Google and then we rock and roll. That that carpool karaoke, that probably took three or four weeks because uh, I only have an hour after school before I have to pick up my son and everyone else has to, you know, do their lives too. So a lot of times it was just a, a quick lap around the neighborhood in the car and then that, that would be it. And so I'd have just a little piece and then collect another piece the next day that you know and then sometimes you have after school meetings or you know french club or football practice you know there's always a you know so many schedules Mm -hmm. that you know really cut into that but yeah it's pretty much it a lot of it's all virtual how many times you surf the parking lot that's what i want to (laughs) know not as many as you think it just for whatever reason the part of the songs that we used happened to be at the beginning I, i don't know there was that one pine tree that I was counting out, but it's probably just me that recognizes that because I'm like, oh, there, there it is again. Oh, oh no, more no. Time. My kids, my kids called me out. They said, what'd you guys do? Just drive around the parking lot? Like, I, I, no, I, no, we did. But for whatever reason, that was the parts that we used. Just, I didn't even notice it till after it was all done. So I think some of the things that are special in your vlogging, clearly there's like an underlying humor done well. And, and you can see that in the carpool karaoke from, I, I know, I know teaching, teach, you know, staffs, teachers, I know the job. I've been doing this for almost 20 years, although I still feel like a young guy at heart. Yeah. And I know there are some folks in those videos that maybe were the, I don't know if I want to do this. And then they get there and they're totally all in. So I really appreciate really in all of your work, just not the carpool karaoke, but just the, kind very light not in your face humor it's it's, it's really great oh, but thanks yeah we really I we think... really try hard to include everyone every email that i send out ends with everyone is welcome and i really try my best to include everyone of course not everyone wants to be on camera but mm-hmm. we really really try hard to be inclusive do you get requests from other buildings yes um but i've kind of i just i they uh, they they get it we just don't have time there's mm-hmm. just there's just no time to do it. But I did for a while. Now I think everyone just kind of knows that. Nope. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Yeah. Man. So um, in addition to some of the stuff we're talking about here, I think it's also really cool that obviously students get included, you know, with, whether it's recently I saw a couple of things for fundraising, definitely goodwill on their behalf. Yeah. I, I love all the po- positive interactions with staff and students and, and even staff between each other on um, your blog. How tough is it to get students involved? Oh, if it was the students do it immediately. Mm-hmm. If I, if I say, Hey guys, I'm making a little vlog piece or the kids immediately sign up. They, they're, they're just like mosquitoes to a light. You know, they just, they, mm-hmm. they want to be in it immediately. Oh, okay, great. I, I just figured out oh, they want to be a bunch of old people or you know, our mm-hmm. videos. And they absolutely love uh, being part of it, which is pretty neat. Do they give you some feedback? Uh, y- you know what? Teenagers are weird. Um, a lot of times we're in a classroom setting of 25 kids. And so mm-hmm. I'll just get a, 
Mitchell Latart, your last vlog was dope. Okay, thanks. Appreciate that. You know, and then that's kind of where it ends. But mm-hmm. uh, rare. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone's really rude. They're not going to say uh, this one was lame. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of where the feedback ends. But um, a lot of times the kids want to watch them in class, which we do sometimes, but not often. How about some feedback from parents ever? They see at conferences, man, that was great. Yeah. You know, everything in between probably. Yeah, just lately because the, the lip dub that we did included the entire – well, it was open to the entire school. I don't know if you saw it, but um, our lip dub, it's like a nine-minute video where the whole school was invited. Probably a good thousand kids are a part of it. And uh, I've had some parents that I don't even know email me or message me, and it was like very kind words, which was really cool. You beat me to it. Of course, I've seen the lip dub. Oh, okay. I, that was my that was my very next thing I wanted to speak oh, about. Okay. So great way to seg that in. Um, how tough was it? You said how many students or how many hours? Oh, well, believe it or not, the the lip dub we filmed it in forty five minutes. Wow! Um, but we probably spent five weeks planning it. Um, and like a storyboard kind of organization. Are we well, I just, here? I had, I had four student council members that were willing to help me plan it. And we got a little bit of, I got a little bit of feedback from them and then we sent it out. We sent a Google form to the entire school, let know that everyone was in, welcome, that everyone was included. It was, it was really important to me that it wasn't a certain group of kids that were on video, that everyone was welcome. And then groups just started signing up like crazy uh, to the point where they were, we had too many because, mm-hmm. you know, you, if you have all these groups doing different songs, it could be a 45-minute video and no one's going to watch. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to consolidate groups and, and then we made a meeting that was mandatory so that every group that signed up, only one person had to come to the meeting. But if they didn't come to the meeting, they were out. And that was kind of a way to find out who was really dedicated to being in the middle. Um, and then we did one practice run, literally one practice run the week before with just the kids that were going to sing. And then we just, we rolled with it uh, in our academic advisory on a Wednesday, which uh, I had 45 oh. minutes to do it. So you, yeah. if that, it, that, that is amazing because it is, it's, Absolutely just great. Um, are you on a chair rolling backwards? Uh, I am not. I have a thing called a gimbal. Okay. Um, and it basically just keeps things smooth uh, while, you're, while you're walking. You still have to walk a certain way, but it kind of smooths things out. Well, you crushed it. And yeah. I hope you. your kids, you know, I'm an outsider, but I mean, just know f- from my side and other folks I've, I've, sh- I've, I've shared that with, it's a home run. Yeah, I it was, it was funny because we actually ran it twice. The first time through the kids were so energetic in the hallway that the singers couldn't hear the words. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, I got on a bullhorn and I said, all right, that was, <laughs> that was amazing. But now we have to be, have silent enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So the second time through, you could have heard a pin drop except for the music as we're going through. And when we got to the gym, I had no control over who was going to be in the gym. So when mm-hmm. I got to the gym, I was blown away just by anyone watching of how many kids were there, how much energy they had. Um, and like, it really, it gave me chills. It was, it was a really cool moment. Um, 
and I was really glad that I got to be part of it. Well, it, it's special stuff, and you've got a real knack for that. And, and I know I can just tell by the emotions I saw, you know, through the camera, which is totally possible from your kids and your students. Um, it was special to them. So we're in the home stretch here. I really appreciate your time, but you kind of brought this up a few seconds ago, you know, and I'm reading into, into this a little bit. We just got through uh, lots of snow days. I don't know how many snow days you've had, but we've I had a ton. Had, I think it's six. I guess my question is, with all the excitement, that the supers and principals kind of had from their singing snow days. What advice are you going to give some of these folks where they can kind of get better or improve their content? Well, I, I, well, I'm going to go a little 180 on that though. My first thing is I would say, if you got a cell phone, you can make good, like, I don't know if you, I think it was the, was it Schwartz Creek or Battle Creek? Yes. I mean, there was nothing great about that video other than the personality of the actual, uh, administrators there so i mean that was a hilarious video so i wouldn't say it's always about like the quality of your camera or how great lighting is i would just say go out and do it and every time you do it you'll find yourself getting better you know the first time i did it i i you know i look back i go oh this looks terrible that looks terrible but nobody really cares as much as Mm -hmm. you think you know if Mm -hmm. the people in the middle of the frame are selling out and being awesome usually Usually people can like it. Absolutely. And, and I think there's some real excitement in school districts when they start seeing their superintendent or their principal out there giving it a go. Yeah. Um, so there's some fun with that to be had. So kind of the last little bit here, you know, I think you've completely nailed it. I think that's something I've said a bunch through this whole, through this whole conversation. You've really found a niche. Where do you go from here? You know, how do you keep growing your craft as a vlogger? Well, um, we've got a couple ideas, believe it or not. Now I get, I get texts like every weekend from, from teachers saying, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. So we're, uh, like right now I just, I just got an email or a text this morning. Um, what do they want to do? Oh, they want to do like a dear high school me from the teachers. So like a little video about saying, you know, dear me 20 years ago. Um, so I think that's what we're going to do, but you know, I don't know. I, to me, it's more important to be authentic and just tell our story and be a little mm-hmm. more organic. Um, everyone always asks what my plan is. I don't, I don't know. I just kind of like do it when I want to. And I feel like those are the, the most authentic ones because I'm just passionate about it at the moment. I try not to plan too much of it out in advance, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good thing, but I don't know. This is how I roll. Well, I think that's a great response, um, and I can appreciate that. I think sometimes we always get kind of cornered into feeling like we have to do something. Yeah. And when it's kind of done organically in an authentic manner, you know, it, it, it comes through. And when I watch your vlogs, your videos, that is obviously evident to me. Yeah. So if, I'm not, if I'm not passionate about it, I, I don't do it. That's not, uh, it's just not worth my time. So, Nick, uh, I hope you have safe travels in France. Thank you. I hope that uh, I can keep uh, dialing up your vlog and um, seeing all the great things you're doing. I I know that uh, you're going to have a busy schedule in the next few weeks, but I really appreciate your time. Oh, no problem. Don't make sure you join notification squad. Done. You've got it. With that, Nick, merci. All right. Merci beaucoup.